Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 14. If you're keeping track, it's 114. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. And Britt, we're back. And you know what? I cashed in DFS this week. Oh my god, what a great week in DFS this week. We were dead right on a couple of calls. We were we were dead wrong on one or two of the minor calls, but we hit the big ones right. Will Fuller was a beast. He was. He had a career and, day. And we were absolutely right about that. I mean, let's be honest. There was more than one expert out there who was saying Will Fuller was a good play. Yeah. But we were, we were one of those folks that was out there. I, I My bankroll took a significant step forward. Excellent. Um, this this week with the the payroll and 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 you know I I took part in a um a freebie tournament Sunday night. That, you did. So so let's let's open with that story. So Craig and I on a rare Sunday off where we get to watch football together, are sitting with our contributor friend Sean, and I'm just looking at the evening slate on DraftKings, and I come across I think it was called the Colonel's Challenge. It's this KFC sponsored event. And it's a captain's lineup. So I look at Sean and I go, I'm going to put in the captain's lineup and I'm going to do something daring. I'm going to put somebody in the captain's lineup that has <laughs> no business being there. And lo and behold, I find Byron Pringle for $300. <laughs> he is the minimum in the contest. $300. And I chucked him in there. And Sean laughed at me and went, Byron Pringle? I don't even know who that is. Now, I said, he was your captain, right? He was the captain. He was well in in this contest they call it a colonel because it's right, KFC. Right. But yes, essentially he was the captain. He's like, "There's no way." I'm like, "Listen, it's a freebie tournament. It's all or nothing." I finished in fourth place out of 127,000. That's pretty damn amazing. Now it's a free contest, so I only won like 30 bucks doing it. Still but for it, free. Yeah, for free. I mean, I woke up the next. I went to bed and I was like in like third place, and I'm like, "That will never hold." It was like halftime. I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm going to bed. That'll never hold. I woke up the next morning. I was like, you won $25 on the, on a freebie. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> so Byron Pringle is my new favorite player of all time. We'll get you a Byron Pringle jersey. You know, I promised myself. First place was only 500 bucks, but I promised myself that if I did that, I was going to go blow 80 or 90 bucks on a Byron Pringle jersey. <laughs> you would, I think you would have to. I, I just, It's just, that's just fate. But um, yeah, but yet DFS, fantastic this week. I'm looking to see... What I did, I don't like tossing out numbers, but I can kind of guesstimate where I guess. am. Uh, okay, for on the season, yeah, I have I am now triple my starting bankroll. Nice. So I and this week I this week was easily the strongest week of the year. Um, I I've been plus every week but week four, so this was really good. So even if you take out the twenty five bucks that I won, thanks to Colonel Sanders and Byron <laughs> Pringle, um. You know, I'm I'm still doing really really well, and I know you and I talked a lot last week about the value was at wideout last week. I mean, we used uh, Will Fuller like crazy. Yeah, we used uh, Larry Fitz in places, and he wasn't terrible, but he saved you a bunch of money because he was only six thousand. Um, I um, think that the one Auden the Tate, Auden Tate was decent. I don't think he made it to three X, but he was decent. Um, Leonard Fournette was huge. He was a huge value play last week. Uh, I, I think um, the only real, real, real disappointment we had last week was we were big on Greg Olson for a second straight week, and for a second straight week, he came back with zero points. Yeah. Is, so, it, is the Greg Olson experiment over? Uh, not according to the metric. <laughs> he, 
He's going to come up again today, and we're going to talk about that. But first, Craig, yes. you haven't been feeling well. Word on the street is that no. the doctor has put you on something that prevents you from having tasty alcoholic beverage. Sadly. Okay, it. well, the important thing is your health. So you take the week off. I'm going to sit here and drink a Rosemary's Baby in your honor. Excellent. They they alternate one, which is called Rosemary's Other Baby. Which Ooh, is, that's a good one. And it's stronger, and it's fermented longer, and it's usually made with more vanilla. Release yeah, this week. I think week. it's uh, 10.2%. That's exactly what I was just going to say to you. It's a 10.2% beer, which means that's a one and done for Brit. <laughs> so, but it's, we'll, not, we'll it's not banned from the podcast. No, only one beer is banned from the podcast, <laughs> although Storm 51 came up close. It did. It did. Let's do some um, Let's do some questions. Sure. Let's do some hot takes. Sure. Do you want to give or receive? Uh, this week, I'll uh, receive. Okay. So I probably come up with something quick, huh? All right. <laughs> so I downloaded today the – there's a website out there, and I, I should have written wrote it down. There's several out there, but I'm looking at the one of them. I think it's called NFL Ranker. Okay. They do a – through the course of the season, a running strength of schedule. All right. On, uh, on a rating system. I'll give you one guess who has the weakest schedule so far this year. So far this year. Yes. Through five weeks, who has the weakest schedule in the National Football League? Huh. I'm going to go go out on a limb, take a wild guess, and say the New England Patriots. That's correct. Is it? That is correct. They have the weakest schedule of the entire league. So my question for you is at 5-0, and oh, does this diminish their start? Do we have to be worried about the actual production of the Patriots fantasy and real life-wise because they've just played an easier schedule? Ah, this is where Cinch throws his phone and turns off the podcast. <laughs> well, I asked him this question earlier today, and he was his response was very simply, no, I think they're just dominant, and we're seeing the dominance because they're playing really bad teams. I think you'll still see really good performances when they play good teams. Yeah, I'm I think not so the, sure. um, I think the drop off may come on their defense, which is playing lights out. They are, but they're they're not playing very strong teams or very high powered offensive teams. So it's kind of hard to gauge how you know dominant they really are because if yeah. you play if you play the Redskins, it's not the same as playing the Chiefs. Absolutely not. Like, and- it's not. It's not the same. Don't forget, last year, the Patriots opened against the Chiefs. They had a, a tough game on their schedule from day one. Right. And that was not – and going into last year, no one knew how good Patrick Mahomes was going to be. So it was kind of like a crapshoot. Now now that we know – I mean, the, the only team they've played outside they – played, they played the NFC East this year for their divisional matchup. The only people they've played outside of the NFC East and the AFC East, which are both abysmal divisions – the only team they played is Pittsburgh, and they played Pittsburgh because they were a division winner last year. But Pittsburgh is nowhere near the team they were. Just, just no, not. not. I mean, I, not. And, the NF- and the AFC North is not that stupendous this year either. <laughs> no, it's it's not a great division. I mean, we thought we thought that we thought the Steelers would. You and I both thought the Steelers were overrated, but we both thought that they would have a shot to win their division. There is no chance I think Pittsburgh wins the division this year. No, None. it's probably. They're on their- Probably Baltimore. Or third quarterback. They're under third, third quarterback. They are. 
James Conner has to play. Everyone else is dead. Or it's you know what's going to be? Benny Snell time. That's right. It's now, time you to and, shine. <laughs> you and I picked up Benny Snell in like seven best ball leagues. So if the Benny Snell era does begin, we're going to look like freaking geniuses <laughs> on draft.com. But it, it, you can't win a championship with Benny Snell. No, I mean, you can try. You can. So where's Pittsburgh's strength of schedule? Just out of curiosity while we're on this. They're ninth. They have the ninth hardest schedule. So they're 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 playing, you know, some uh, pretty uh, considerable talent. So so, yeah, I agree with you. I think I think what we need is we need to see a test of the Patriots. And we're not going to see it this week because they're playing the Giants. The Giants yeah. were their third running back, most likely. Put in a waiver claim for the guy. I don't even remember his name is. Uh, I put a the, today. the running back? Yeah. Yeah, because Barkley's dead. Wayne What's-His-Face is dead. And whoever the next guy up, Hillman? Hilleman? See, uh, I, Hillman. I think it's Hillman. I put in a waiver request. I don't even know the guy's name, and I put a waiver request in for him today. I think you. I think we got him on the ESPN League. That was the one I was looking for. Yep. Because otherwise we were going to be starting somebody. I was like, I don't even know if this guy was going to play. I can't even remember who it was, but we needed somebody in that last flex spot. So... Anyway, what do you got for me tonight? Uh, so for me, and I, you know, I kind of mentioned this on our thread too. So I just want to get your official opinion. Right. On paper, if you look at the teams that are not doing well this year, right? So the Dolphins, the Jets, the Bengals, Redskins, the Redskins, and so saying teams with one or few one or fewer wins at this point. Right. Denver. Uh, and there's another team. Four. Yep, there's another team named the Falcons. Yes, also th- one in four. Yes. Out of all out of those teams, I honestly feel and want to know how you do, that the Falcons are the biggest drop off in, you know, I don't know if it's talent or wins or what the hell happened to them, but ever since they lost the Super Bowl, they just have not been the same team. I agree. They have not been the same team. Now I'll give them this. And again, I was looking at all this information today. They have played the second hardest schedule in the league this year so far. Um, I think it's on a scale of zero to five and they come in at 3.1 on the rating system. Mm -hmm. So they're playing a significantly harder schedule than almost everybody else. But yes, in real life, they've looked terrible. Now they're bad. Is this, is this the end of the Matt Ryan, Julio Jones era? Like, you know, say Maybe. they go, say they go seven and nine or six and 10. Is it just time for them to reboot everything? It might be. It absolutely might be. Now, don't forget since the Super Bowl, they've, they're on their second or third offensive coordinator since then. They keep changing offensive coordinator coordinators. So that, that factors into all of this too. But yes, you would think that guys who have been together this long, I mean, Sanu's got two seasons. This is his second season there. Ridley and Ryan have been there together. Devontae Freeman is not new there. These these are guys Austin that Hooper. should. Austin Hooper's been there for three years now and finally is starting to show some sort of life. Um, but I don't know how long that's going to keep up. All, all it takes is for Atlanta to have one really good game and be up 24-3 for Austin Hooper to fade away <laughs> because they're not going to throw the ball. And if they're not throwing the ball, then Hooper's not doing anything. So. Right. I'm not sold on the Hooper mystique, even though I own him in a bunch of spots. So uh, I think I think Atlanta needs to do something and do something quickly. Um, at one and four, they're not done, but they're close, very close. Who do they play this week? Hold on, I got the schedule right here because I got America's favorite game ready to go. Excellent. They're at Arizona. 
So theoretically, they should win. But that's the spread theory. on that game. I'm not going to give the over under because that right. would give anything away. But the spread is Atlanta's only a point and a half favorite against that's Arizona. Do you and think? Arizona is terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're not good either. Arizona is one three and one and has played the twenty fourth strongest schedule. I, I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I just I don't, don't get it. I don't know. Now on the plus side, Matt Ryan has been fantastic for fantasy because even with the number of interceptions, he's throwing a tremendous amount of passes. True. And that's good for fantasy. The problem is he's never been able to hit one particular receiver. So the Ryan to Julio thing has been on and off. The Ryan to Hooper thing has been on and off. So anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. All right, final question. Okay. So we have a bunch of teams with no wins. Yeah. Miami. Mm-hmm. The Jets. Yep. The Redskins. Mm-hmm. The Bengals. Right. Is that everybody? That's everybody. Those That's four teams. That's everybody. The bottom line is, barring a tie, somebody has to win the Miami versus Washington <laughs> game this week. Okay. Okay, so one of those teams is going to drop off. So for, so who's going to win that game? Straight up, Dolphins, Redskins, go. Dolphins. I think so, too. So that brings me to my real question. So let's presume the Dolphins win. That leaves the Redskins, the Jets, and the Bengals winless. Do any of those teams have a possibility of going 0-16? Ooh, there's so many injuries involved. I you think know, the Bengals are going to scrap out a win somewhere. I do. I think they I will. Think. If they're they're a talented bunch, they've got they just got to get their defense together and they got a shot. Out of well, okay, so out of Washington and the Jets, I think Washington is such in such a tailspin now with firing um uh what's his face Gruden, who used to be a which, Bengals coach, which is another yeah, which is another really quick funny story. Sunday afternoon, the last thing I said to Craig before leaving the pl- leaving the house where we were watching the games was, get ready for a conversation entitled, which is the first coach fired this year? <laughs> and Craig looked at me and went, could be Gruden? And then Sean piped up with a name. Who did Sean say? Uh, Sean Gase? I don't know. He's like, could be Gase. Nah. And sure enough, so 5 p.m. Sunday, we walk out of Sean's house at 5 a.m. Monday we didn't have a segment anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> because they had fired they had fired Jay Gruden. So, yeah, I think Washington's a tire fire. I think Washington's a pretty sure bet to get the number one overall pick. Um, the question is, what do you do with it? You just tried to grab a franchise quarterback. You've got – if Darius guys can get healthy, you've got a franchise running back. I think you got to start offensive line. I think you have to go non-skill. You have to. I do. And if there's a glaring guy, if Tua is the glaring number one, then you trade down. Trade down to the third pick. Convince whoever's sitting at number three that if they don't move up, they're not going to get their quarterback. Yep. Make the deal, grab your offensive lineman, and laugh all the way to the bank. That's I, right. It's what, um, that's what the Bengals tried this year, and uh, he's out for the season. So, yeah. Well, that's in- injuries you can't prevent. You know, I mean, no. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Nope. All right. Let's move on. All right. America's favorite game. Excellent. I have multiple screens in front of me, so grabbing the wrong mouse at times. All right, here we go. All right. All right. There are only two games over 50, okay. and there's only one game under 40. Do you want to go for the overs or the unders? Let's go over. Okay. And just a reminder, folks, the reason we do this is because games that are over 50 historically 
have better fantasy scores and games under 40 are games to avoid in general, in general. Now, if you're going to use Byron Pringle, Byron Pringle, make sure he's over 50. Don't ever use Byron Pringle. That was such <laughs> a lark. And the only thing I could think to myself is, why didn't I throw this into like a quarter tournament or a dollar tournament? You know, I did one for the San Francisco game. and uh, Oh, last night? Monday nights? Yeah. And I used San Francisco's defense, and I don't think anyone else did. And uh, it worked out well. Cashed? Yeah. Yep. There you go. There you go. That, it, see, that's why, that's why we say in all, the, all the time, too, when we're talking about the metric, we're focused on cash games because ownership plays such a huge part Byron Pringle was 0.4% owned in the captain slot in that tournament wow. I cashed. How many people is that out of 125,000? Let's see. That's four out of 1,000. So about 480 out of 127,000 people. That's bananas. That's, it's, um, I mean, it's 480. Sounds like a big number. We're talking 127. Oh, yeah. We're talking 60 cruise ships full of people. <laughs> <laughs> we're, this, we're not talking a small number. We're, n- we're not inflating these numbers either. This isn't the inauguration of Donald Trump. 127,000 <laughs> people in a single entry pool, 480 of them were as crazy as I was, and I finished fourth place. So yeah, I go. must have some clue. I, I have some clue what I'm doing. But anyway, I bought, you know, the other, but let's be honest. The Byron Pringle thing, a lot of it was because Sammy Watkins played like four snaps. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Hill was out. Then Watkins was out. I mean, situational. It'll never happen again. Never happen again. But I guarantee you this. Every tournament we put in for the rest of our lives, Sean will be looking for someone who someone has never heard of. Yes. I'm starting Joe Johnson. He will do that. How's Joe Johnson? He's the second kicker. No. 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 But, all right. Anyway, America's favorite game. You want all to, right. said you want to do the overs first? Or yes, the do the overs. All right. I got two of them over 50. What do you got for me? Uh, Texans Chiefs. That's correct. That's pretty much a given. Every week, for the sixth straight week, the Kansas City game has been an over. Uh, 55.5 in Kansas City. Houston is a five-and-a-half-point dog. Who do you like in that game? Keeping in mind, hmm. the Chiefs lost to the Colts this week. They did. That, that they did. Mahomes is not healthy. The running backs are not healthy. Hill returned the, to practice this week. What's the spread? Five and a half. Uh, I might have to take the Texans in that. I'm I'm not touching it because I won't bet against my Chiefs. But if I were betting that game, I'd probably have to take the Texans getting five and a half. Even the games the Chiefs has won the last three weeks have been four points or less. Five and a half seems like a big line for them. Now, the 55 and a half, I'll take the over. I'll take it. I, I, I was shocked last week that, that game was, what was it? It was 19-13. So that's yeah. 32 points. That's Two the fewest points they've your- scored since uh, I think Mahomes has started. 26 straight games with at least 20 points, I think it was. Something like that. I saw that stat, too. Yes, it is the fewest points that Mahomes has ever played in a game he started. Fewest points. So, all right, so that's one. What's the other one? Uh, hmm. Saints-Jags. Incorrect. Oh. Strike one. Good uh, guess. No, hmm. people are still scared by Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> now he's doing really well, actually. Comparatively speaking, that was the other guy we were right about last week. We were big on Michael Thomas. <laughs> yep. We were big on Michael Thomas last week. And I remember saying, I don't know, Teddy Bridgewater, but the metric loves him. We were dead right on that. 
Let's go 49ers Rams. No. <laughs> Damn. Uh, that game has yeah. no line, so I won't charge you a strike. All right, that's fair. I use the Bleacher Report rep- lines, and if there's a line that's in a lot of motion, they don't use it. So that just tells me that line's moving a lot. So you still have one strike. All right. Um, this is never. This is a game you're never going to get. I'll tell you right now, you're going to strike out on this one. Panthers Bucks. Nope. Strike two. Damn. Lions Packers. Strike three. Ring Damn. them up. All right. Who is it? The Falcons at the Cardinals. What? <laughs> it's a 52. I kid you not. But again, that's all these teams can do is throw the ball. That's true. Kyler Murray and uh, Matt Ryan, all they do is throw the ball. Neither one of these teams can play defense. And neither of these teams can run the ball. David Johnson's dead again. He is. He has back issues. He's probably going to play. He's probably going to play. But even today, the fantasy guru, John Hansen, on the radio, finally backed us up. And when he did his weekly rankings, when he got to David Johnson, who I think was outside his top 10 this week, yeah, he said, I think we have to come to terms with the fact that we are never going to see the David Johnson we used to see. Nope. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Craig and I have been saying this for a year and a half. That I just was not sold on a David Johnson. Well, he broke his wrist. It has nothing to do with his legs. Great. <laughs> I don't yep. care. I I don't care what he broke. There's, it was just, it didn't feel right from the get go when he had that last injury. I don't care that he can jump out of pools. <laughs> it just, it didn't, it didn't feel right. And you know, as much as I rely on metrics and analytics, when, when the metric screams a name at me and I'm not comfortable with it, I don't follow it. I just don't follow it. There's a lot of times I give it the benefit of the doubt, but if it tells me outright, you got to use this guy, and I don't like it, I don't use it. And that's happened plenty of times. You guys have heard that on this, on this channel before, where I'm like, you know, ah, the metric loves this guy, but I don't know. That's how we do. All right, right, so you strike out. Yeah. So you've only got three strikes to tell me the one game under 40. Under 40, huh? Yep. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Everyone's broken. Uh, Steelers Chargers. No. Strike one. Redskins Dolphins. <laughs> Strike two. There are 41. Oh. They just made the line. Uh, hmm. All, all of 12 people are going to show up for that game. The Miami yeah. Dolphins don't draw normally. There's uh, going to be more people in Dan Snyder's hmm. box than the rest of the stadium. Cowboys Jets. Strike three or out. That's a 43. The correct answer is Titans at Broncos. Really? Yeah, nobody has any faith in Marcus Mariota or Joe Flacco, including me. As a matter of fact, today, for the first time, I heard an analyst say the words, Drew Locke. He still play. He's still, he's the backup. I know. He goes back up. He's still there. At what point does Denver get so bad that you go to Drew Locke? Their, their bye week, I think, is week nine or ten. What do you think, Craig? If this team only has one or two wins, they're two and seven going into the bye do we see Drew Locke coming out of the bye? Nah, maybe. I don't know. Elway's really weird with quarterbacks, so. And not very good. No. Which tells me we have a better chance to see Drew Locke. It's like it's like Joe Girardi deciding when to change pitchers. Oh, here we freak go with the Joe Girardi chat. Listen, the Mets need a manager, okay? They should just go get Willie Randolph back. They Second should. best win percentage in club history behind david johnson really yes oh. and only by about 0.2 percentage points something like that davy johnson was a 544 and i think um 
Willie Randolph is like a 538. So it was very close. The second best manager in Mets history. Did he manage the Bluefish? No, that was Willie Upshaw. That's right. That's Willie Upshaw, who still lives in the area and still coaches in this area. Does he? Yes. Oh, yeah, awesome. I think he has he uh, is a part owner in one of the baseball um, camps and clinics in this area. So nice guy. I liked Willie Upshaw. But no, Willie Randolph is someone different. The Mets absolutely should go out there and beg him to come back. Let's let's just be honest for a second. Willie Randolph was fired because Omar Minaya knew he was next and he was not going to go down without taking a manager with him. And he was absolutely right. He fired Randolph in the middle of that season and Omar Minaya was fi- fired after the season. And do you know what we call a GM who gets fired and doesn't get hired as another GM somewhere else? What do we call him? Bad. <laughs> Look at every GM who has been bad and gone somewhere else. Dan Duquette, um, Steve Phillips had a second shot. What the hell's the name of the guy in Chicago that used to be in Boston? The young kid, Epstein. Uh, yeah, there you go. All these guys who flame out somewhere else and get a job at another team. Those are decent GMs that were just in the wrong situation or they needed a scapegoat. Omar Minaya went back into scouting. That tells you something. That tells you something. Willie Randolph was not the problem. All right. I'm, I can't nah, wait. This is that's... a football podcast. <laughs> we talk Craig, about all sports. We talk about, we talk about anything. We yeah, talk about I have a beer. We do. So, all right. We're going to get on to the metric in a second. The only reason I'm pausing to uh, go to the metric is because I need to open another beer. And because we haven't said hi to Deb yet. Hi, Deb. Deb usually writes us with feedback notes about once a week. Things like, I can't hear you, or please don't make that Blake Bortles voice anymore. Um, and we have not heard from her in a week or two. So she's either behind or she uh, just doesn't have any feedback. So, you know, please write us, Deb. We like to hear from you and hear, hear what we can improve. So, all right. I have a beer in hand. What is this? All right. What's oh, Road to Ruin? Excellent. Oh, right. One of your favorites. This is one of my favorites. Road to Ruin is probably my – if you put a wall full of beer in front of me, like 50 different breweries, and I didn't want to try something new, and I just wanted something I know I'm going to like, more than likely I'm going to reach for Road to Ruin. Bush. Oh, jeez. I, I rammed it into the microphone. Sorry about that. <laughs> so dramatic. If you open. haven't noticed, uh, oh. we, are, we are using Skype again. Yes, I am on location again. <laughs> This is going to happen sometimes. My work does take me away from things. So, All right, the metric. The metric killed it in week five. It did. End of story. The only mistake, the only solid major mistake we made was Greg Olson. Everything else was golden. A total turnaround from week four. I could not be happier with my system after five weeks in uh, 2019. So quarterbacks. All right. So just use Matt Ryan because that's all we've been telling people to do. Um, but Matt Ryan is actually not at the top of the metric this he week. He is not. He is number eight in the metrics ranking. The person the metric likes the best is Deshaun Watson. Uh, 6,700, he's at the Chiefs. That means he needs like 20 points to get the value. He's going to get 20 points against, against the Chiefs. The Chiefs that's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, Marcus Peters ain't there anymore. I can't even tell you the name of our cornerbacks right now. They're that bad. So uh, they, it really likes him. It also likes Patrick Mahomes. I am not going to endorse Mahomes until he's healthy, period. True. He's probably going to make health. He's probably going to make value. He didn't make value last week, but he's probably going to make value more often than not while he's slightly injured. But I'm not going to recommend him because his price tag's so high. But you know who the metric loves? Who is the love? Lamar Jackson. 
it loves Lamar Jackson at home against your Bengals. Which, by the way, That's if good... you're not caught up on Gridiron Heights, you need to see Gridiron Heights. The week five episode dealt with some sort of carnival rides. <laughs> oh, no. And showed a bunch of quarterbacks on the Scrambler. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all running quarterbacks. Oh, so nice. It was like it was like Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, and then Carson Wentz. And then they tell Carson Wentz he can't ride. <laughs> He's not allowed to go on this ride. And then halfway through, like Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson arguing that they can scramble better than the other one. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes just appears out of nowhere and goes, I'm here too. <laughs> And for some reason they use – I think it's because he's a second-year starter. They use this bizarre teenage crackly voice for for him. I mean historically for rookies, they've used um, they've used baby voices. Like if Kyler Murray is featured in an episode, he's got a baby voice. Right. But, you know, but Lamar Jackson doesn't have a baby voice or a crackly teen voice, but just Patrick Mahomes does. So, so if you get a chance, watch it. So Lamar Jackson, they love him. He's 6,900. That means he's got to get to 21 points. Yeah, that could happen. Easily, definitely a chance. Good chance. Easily, I think there's a really solid chance he could get that. So I, I'm liking Lamar Jackson this week. Um, Watson's usable, but he's a little. He, Watson's actually cheaper, and he's got a better. But he's no. I'm sorry. Well, uh, yeah, uh, Watson's actually two hundred dollars cheaper. But I think I'd like to pay up the extra two hundred bucks and get Lamar Jackson. Who do you like this week? Uh, in general, or out of those top three. The quarterbacks in general. I mean, if there's one of those three guys you like, then go for it. If not, give me another yeah, name. I, I finally, in you know, I like what I'm seeing out of Deshaun Watson. Finally, after his last couple of years of being hurt, yeah. uh, he is playing the Chiefs, though they are Four playing uh, the Chiefs at home. But still, uh, I think you know Deshaun Watson's going to play this week. And like we were saying before, Matt Ryan definitely is going to throw for like. 250 to 300 yards versus Arizona. Unless they get up big. Unless if, they get up big. If they get up 21 to 3, get ready for the Edo Smith show. Because they're not going to give it to Devontae Freeman. He can't do anything and he fumbles too often, but he's versatile, which is why they like using him when they're in close games. But get ready for the Edo Smith show. And when I say the Edo Smith show, I mean like 20 carries for like 40 yards. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to be good. I'm no. not going to recommend using him, but it's what you're going to see. So I'm, I'm down on Ryan this week. I also because of the the price at fifty four hundred. I if no, don't do it. I, I, I'm thinking about it. Don't do it. Don't I'm say the name. About name. It. <laughs> oh, Andy Dalton. I am. Oh my God! No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Well, you can. I can. Um, but I mean, I if it's going to let me pay up for another receiver or running back, then. But it's got to make up a lot of ground. I mean, I. I've got Dalton slated for 16 points. So that's not above the value line. So for those dollars, you've got to make up the difference for a, than that a Watson or a Jackson would get you. Um, I think this is the first week that the, the value line is actually as low as it is. No, Cortana, don't start talking. <laughs> my, my tablet just started talking by itself. I have 14 quarterbacks in the value line. I think last week I had 20. So this is going to be the first week that the, the metric is actually predicting predicting a step back in quarterback. So I'm going to be a little bit tighter at quarterback this week. Up till now, it's been like everybody's going to score. Everybody's throwing. The metric's a little bit more conservative on quarterback this week. All right, so I like Lamar Jackson. Deshaun Watson's usable. Craig is thinking about using Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's not a bad value play, but 
he's got to get to he's got to get to at least 17 points. So let's talk about running back. All right. The metric loves no one. No. Nope. But they like, and there's only one guy they like, and it's Christian McCaffrey. I secretly think that the metric and Christian McCaffrey are a couple because <laughs> it has liked Christian McCaffrey or loved him every week this season. Do you Cam know, is already ruled out. Do you know people are, are calling him White Panther now? Well, he's Caucasian. Right. And he plays for the Carolina Panthers. True. I would not personally <laughs> do that just because there's a lot of racial tension around doing something like that. Um, we once famously had a friend who coined the term Black Jesus, and I could see people having problems <laughs> with that. So I tend to stay away from when you try to be clever and give a racial denomination to something that didn't already yeah, have what, it. That's what Nate Burleson called him. Nate Burleson can call him whatever he wants. He's a football player <laughs> on the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to call him Christian McCaffrey. Although now he's – I've seen people abbreviating him, particularly on, on Twitter, as CMC because it's just too long to write out McCaffrey. It's too many characters wasted in a tweet. That's true. For Twitter, yeah. Now, the problem is McCaffrey is 8600 He is ultra expensive. But I got him for 27 points, and that means he's going to get value. True. So it, it comes His down to— His back uh, issues don't bother you? No, that's volume-related. They're going to ride him until he breaks. I mean, he's going to break this year. There's no question. At some point, they're going to be like, all right, that's it. He's done. But until that happens, and I'm willing to take that risk until it happens. All right. Um, uh, beyond that, the the metric likes Chris Carson, likes Aaron Jones, even though I think that's uh, that's a Monday night game, isn't it? Aaron is the uh, Green that's Bay the Detroit game. Yeah, it's Monday night. What the hell? Another Monday night game that I could not give two shits about. Seriously. Yep. San Francisco, Cleveland. Why? <laughs> that was a fun game to watch. It was fun for you because you hate Cleveland and they were dominated <laughs> because it, it reinforced Ugh. your core beliefs. It did. It did. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to use McCaffrey. If I'm looking value, I'm, uh, I'll use Carson or Jones, but you're probably better off paying up at running back and getting somebody in the McCaffrey range and then somebody in the mid range around 6 K 5,500 in order to fill out your lineup. Who do you like at running back this week? Uh, yeah, well, obviously McCaffrey, if you can afford him, I do like Aaron Jones. Uh, my sneaky value player for this week is carry yeah. on Johnson at 5,400, 5,400 first green ah. Bay. I think he can do it hmm. again. I'm looking at like to pay down to pay up somewhere else. I want to believe you. I really, really do. Ooh, see, I'm not sure I'm going to pay down at running back this, this week. I think I'm going to probably try to spend about 15K at my running back position and spend down at wide receiver. Okay. So let's talk about wide receiver. All right. There are some names on here. <laughs> These people still play. <laughs> yes. That I have significant issues with. First off, I said to the metric, give me your top value. And the metric goes, well, I like Robbie Anderson. And I went, no. <laughs> Sam Darnold's back. I don't care. I don't care. Do you love him? No, I just like him. Okay, well, tell me who you love. I love Jamison Crowder. Same problem. <laughs> exact same problem. Same team, same quarterback, same bad. Now, granted, Herndon's not gonna, more than likely not going to play. The only guy I've ever known who could hurt himself while he's suspended. 
But yeah. I still – so for me, the I said, I said, listen, give me a non-jet that you think is going to get to value. And the metric told me there's no such player, but the closest guy is DJ Shark. I love what I've seen out of this kid so far. I have been very timid about him. I am not timid this week. Is he past your don't play the hot hand? Yes, because it's we're like four weeks in. He's had like what they played. They haven't had their bye week yet, right? I don't uh, think so. So they played five games. He's been above value like three of the five. Now, granted, New Orleans is way better than we thought they were going to be on defense, but they're still not good. They're still not good. They were relying so much on Lattimore in their secondary, and guess what? He has been a sieve. <laughs> good work. Everything, everything through, he's playing behind people. He is trying to limit gains, not disrupt passes. And that means to me that DJ Shark is going to have a lot of opportunities on stop-and-go routes. Run 10 yards, stop, turn around, catch the ball, fall over. It can happen a lot. So I like him, and I like what I'm seeing out of Gardner Minshew. I like Robert Woods this week. I say that with a grain of salt because you never know who James, who, uh, what's his name, Golf is going to throw yeah, at. And we don't know if, if uh, Brandon Cooks is actually playing. Does it matter anymore? He's not, he's like the number three there now. That's it's true. Woods and Cup. It's Woods and Cup. And I hate saying that because I have Brandon Cooks in a bunch of leagues and you have Bob Woods. I do have Bob Woods. By the way, I'm not buying the Bobby Trees nickname. Nah. Don't call him Bobby Trees in front of me. No. <laughs> You can call him Bob Woods if you want. Don't don't do the Bobby Trees thing. That drives me nuts. So, all right. So, if I'm digging deep, I'm looking at Cortland Sutton. Tennessee at Denver is probably going to be a snore fest. But late in the game, if they have to throw, they're probably throwing to Sutton. So, um, honestly, I'm probably looking at Shark, Woods, and then maybe one guy I really, really, really like. Um, that's on like the uh, more expensive side, so that I can save money overall to pay for my running backs. Craig, what do you like? Uh, I like Shark. I'm still like I have like you said before. I have Woods in a lot of places, and it's been a rough year so far. It's hit or miss. It is. It is. It's I not think... like the Patriots. They play the hot hand, and it's going to change every week. Yep. Uh, let's see. There's Amari Cooper. He's kind of expensive though, but he's playing the Jets. Yeah. And I do like Fitzgerald uh, against Atlanta. And yeah, Larry I, Fitz has just been so he's, consistent. He's Mr. Consistent. That's what he he's is. He's been 11 to 12 points. I mean, granted. And here's the thing. His value keeps creeping up. So he scored 15 points at 5K. He was just under 3X. Now he's up to, what, 6,100? What is yes. he? 6,100 this week. The value isn't great, but he's all they got. Christian Kirk is probably going to miss this game again from what I'm hearing. Yep. Uh, then, you know, if you do wind up putting Andy Dalton in, you could put in Boyd or Tate. You Again, could. Best of luck to you. Save some money. Tate's 4,500, and that's appealing, but still. Boyd is 63. It's a little rougher. If I'm going 63, I'm probably looking at Shark at 55 or Sutton at 5,000 before I look at him. But Makes sense. I, that's just me. Hey, if you're going to stack Dalton, pick one. You got to do Tate or Boyd. Who are you stacking him with? Boyd. That's not I a think crazy Boyd, play. Boyd is still their his first option, first choice. So that's not a crazy play, particularly in a tournament format. If you put in one or two really deep sleepers, and particularly in the wideout core, and then bulked up the running back, you could possibly make a tournament play out of that. But I'm not here to talk about tournament plays. I'm here to talk about tight ends. You are. 
And look who the number one tight end is you have listed. Greg Olson. No, I'm not doing it. I can't. I cannot advocate, which means you should use him. This is a reverse psychology move. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. For the third straight week, the metric is like, Greg Olson's a must start. I'm like, well, who else you got? Nobody. Well. Give me somebody. Anybody. It's got, it's got Kittle, but Kittle's under the value line. Mark Andrews is down to 4,800 again, but he's got the questionable marker on him. He may or may not go. Who knows? Austin Hooper's 5,000. If you want the safe option, pay up for Kittle. Right. If you want to risk it, pay down for Olsen. Probably what I'm going to do, honestly, this week is I'm going to fill the tight end position last. It'll be the last thing I fill. It'll be, and that's not usual. Normally, flex is where I, I, I go last. Right. I got all my value guys by position. I plock in my defense and I look and see, do I have at least six or seven thousand dollars for something I want to spend on a flex? This week I'm doing the tight end last. Locking in everybody. Do I have four or five thousand dollars to spend on my tight end? I'll go from there. Hey, Jimmy Graham is four thousand and Noah Fant is twenty nine hundred. Noah Fant was the one was the other miss we had last week. Yeah. We were big on Fant and big on Kittle. And I think I had Fant for eight points, and he came up with, like, 1.8. Oh, <laughs> I'm just like, I can't figure it out. Tight ends have be, bewitched me this year. I've been really good on wide out for the most part. I've been average on running back. And for quarterback, quarterbacks, the metric has been like, I love them all. So right. it hasn't been helpful with quarterbacks. I've been telling people all year, use who you're comfortable with. <sighs> I can't. Defense. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Another place where the metric just loves to reach. The metric wants to use the Jaguars. No. At home against New Orleans. Nah. No. <laughs> Alvin Kamara alone makes this a bad idea. <laughs> a bad idea. The metric doesn't love anybody, but it likes the Patriots at 4K. The problem is That's the Patriots are 4K. Right. It likes the Jags hosting New Orleans. I wouldn't touch it. It likes the Lions in Green Bay, wouldn't touch it, and it likes the Patriots hosting the Giants. There I would think about it. The next game down is your Bengals. Playing but Baltimore. The, but the <laughs> only reason it's the next game down is because they're down to 1,700. There is no question DraftKings is trying to discount defenses this year. Oh, completely. It's I don't ever picking... remember defenses being under like 2K. One, two, three, four. There's only six defenses in the entire week that are over 3,500 this week. There are a bunch under 2,500. Yeah, that that never happened last year. The Giants are 2,100. The Texans are 2,100. Uh, going up my list. The Jets are $1,500? Yeah. 1,500. Oh, mean, my God. They, they only need, need five points. What would they need? That's uh, they would need like what a turnover and a sack. Basically, basically, possible. as long as they don't give up a ton of points, they don't even have to win the game. If they lose that game seventeen nothing, but they get a defensive touchdown, they make value. <laughs> the problem is at fifteen hundred, your value is literally five points. Yep, that's too small a margin for you to grab, which is why the metric is is like ignoring that fact that they're fifteen hundred. But the Bengals and Cardinals are both under two thousand. The Lions are at 2,000. 
It is clear DraftKings is trying to force you to use lesser defenses in an effort to make you pay up at the other positions. Right. Focus on value at wideout. This is this is my lineup advice for the week. Focus on value at wideout. Lock in your value. Go to quarterback. Pick a quarterback you trust, the cheapest quarterback that you personally trust. Spend as much money as you feel comfortable on running back. Fill in your tight end and defense. That's it. Then what do you That's do about it. flex? Oh, flex after the – I'm sorry. Flex after the running back. But I'm going to try and save money up front with the wide receivers. I know the quarterbacks are all essentially in the same boat. They're probably within $1,000 of each other tops. I fill in the running backs where I feel like I can do it, and then I just spread out the rest of the money. I am not going to obsess. Now, that being said, if I get to defenses and I've only got $2,000 left, I'm probably going back. I'm not going to just sit there and go, oh, well, $2,000 left. I'm going to plug in the Lions. I'm probably taking a step back and reassessing my process. But there's value at wide out. There isn't a lot of value anywhere else unless you want to use Greg Olson for a third straight week. Third time's a charm. (sighs) That's the worst part. I'm probably going to go back to the well. I know. As soon as I stop using him, he's going to go off. Probably. As soon as I – I swear to God. More than likely that's going to happen. This computer laughs so, at me when I make those mistakes. So you would just go chalk at running back? Not entirely. I probably want to save a little bit of money. I would probably be looking to spend no more than 15K, which means if I feel comfortable using a Chris Carson, that leaves me about 8000 to use like a Christian McCaffrey. Right. But that's assuming I go value across the board at wideout. If I decide to plug in a Julio Jones because it, I think the Atlanta game is going to end up being a shootout, which it might be, you or I decide know. to plug in DeAndre Hopkins – because I think that game's going to be a shootout, then that means I got to cut back at running back. So the question is the balancing act. Where do you want to spend up? I want to spend down at wide receiver and down at quarterback as much as possible so I can spend up at running back. That's what I'm looking at this week. That and believe it, or not, believe it or not, we're out of time. That's sad. This, That's this sad. Is, you know, I always sit, love sitting here and talking football, but uh, the Bills, they got to get paid. And one of the bills is storage for this podcast. And if I go over a certain amount of time, <laughs> there's no podcast. And the last thing I want is the week of Halloween going, hi, this is Britt. This is Craig. Here's our picks. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Yay. Yay. Two minutes. Yay, the Browns suck. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Craig's final. My final thought is go win some money. Craig's final thought is the Browns suck. Good night, everybody. <laughs> so, what, what do you got for a final thought? Hit me up. Uh, you know, we're already like a quarter away through the season. It's kind of scary. Yeah. It's kind of scary. I you love know, it. And I thought we were going to have nothing to talk about like in the off season and now the season's already like a quarter over. It's kind of scary. See, it's every year. I know. Last year, know. the week after the Super Bowl, we were like, we're going to do brewery reviews. We'll go to a different place every week. We'll start taking notes. No, that, none of that happened. <laughs> well, we went to breweries, but we didn't have time to talk about them. No, I know, right? You know, now part of that's my distraction and my stories, which I, I, I try to get better at, but still. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, My final thought is. (laughs) All right. So week four, the system stunk. Yes. It was a bad week for the metric. Week five, the metric more than made up for itself. If you listen to us about wideouts and used Fuller and Fitzgerald and Thomas and Fournette at running back, you cashed. Stay the freaking course. Last week, I told you guys to stick to your budget guidelines after a big loss. Don't pull back too much. Don't overextend too much. 
the same advice after a big win. Stay your course. Do not think that, oh, well, I'm up big now. I can go toss 20 bucks at something like that right now. Whatever you planned out on spending in week six, you're spending in week six. That does not change because you won or you lost. And that's why I'm going with this now because it follows the week we had that wasn't great. Stay your course. If you planned your budget management well, you don't have to overreact. So don't overreact. But you know what you should do? What should you do? You should leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. You should also reach out to us, fignutsdfs at gmail.com, at fignutsdfs on Twitter. Send us a DM. I tend to look at those more frequently than the actual flow, but you can always tweet us too. Um, um, and whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really quick. I just want to check the news before we end this, you know, in case anything big happened while we were talking. Every week, something happens within 12 hours of us recording this <laughs> podcast. Every week. Perfect. Uh, suspension. AB gets released. Everything happens on Thursday. What do you got? Uh, Rams running back. Todd Gurley is day to day with a thigh contusion. You know what? I'm a, we're going to do this now after final thoughts. Yeah. We're going to have Craig check the news report. <laughs> That's what we're going to do from now on. That's it. The final, the final thought from the league. It'll, it'll, we'll add in there. Oh, geez. Really? See, yeah. I don't want us to go too long on this. Cause again, we're out of time, but Gurley, man, I just, the is metric has not liked him at all this year. You just can't trust him. There's some no. great players in this league that you never hear on this podcast. And you know why? Because you can't trust them. It's not that they're not good. Gurley is a tremendous talent, but you just can't trust him. And that's a brutal killer. That's a killer. Yeah. Oh, anyway. All right. We'll be back next week. Craig, don't forget, I'm cruising in about a month. You are. You're going to have to do this without me. Sad. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, I'll be gone for a week or two. I have no idea. I have to look at my itinerary. <laughs> I don't remember if I get on the boat on a Wednesday or not, but now yeah, either way. Um, but until then, we will be back next week to give you more advice. Hopefully, week six is a big profitability uh, margin for you. Uh, until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig, and we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Mm-hmm.